All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and uh, this week is uh, is a cool episode for me because I get to interview somebody that I've known for quite a long time in music, and you know we we've toured together a couple times, uh, we've been in each other's lives for for a good you know over a decade at least, and uh, I have Seth Trotter from The Hire with me today, so over the over the phone via Skype. Seth, thank you so much for joining me. You know I, I know you got a lot going on, so. Hey, dude! Thank you. I I appreciate your time, dude. It's great to great to be on this beautiful podcast you've created, my friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of it. Thanks, man. I mean, God, I think I, I've known you since like at least 2006 or seven. You know, at, at this oh, point yeah. in the game, yep, we were babies. We were we were babies. We still, we, we still have the baby faces, but <laughs> yeah, we were babies then. Yeah, I, well, especially you, man. I mean, just you you don't age ever, so I'm gonna have to like get your skincare routines after the show. But, um, oh yeah, yeah. My my girlfriend will will definitely give you my skincare regimen. Yeah, it's uh, go to sleep, wake up, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, how much how much sleep do you get? Is is it a, is it a lot? Is it a little? Uh, you know, it, it, these days it is not as much as it used to be. I just had a, I just had a baby this year. Oh, congratulations so, again, by the way. Yep. Yeah, so I'm a daddy now. Uh, my my son Oliver was born on two 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 two. Wow! Holy crap! Yep, that's crazy. And since that date, I have not had a full night's sleep, but oh, it man. is glorious. Oh man! Well, I, hey, I, I congratulate you on being a parent. I know it's not—I know it's not easy, but it's also very—you uh, know—it's it's very fulfilling. So, oh, absolutely! It's definitely the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's that's wild, man. Well, hey, so the I want I want to get into it with you. So this this show that I do, I I I try to bring on my friends that like you know that I know. But I also try to talk to them about things that I don't know about them. And that's usually like where, where they got their start and how everything has come from like point A to B, you know? Because I mean, like, you know, with me, I grew up in Utah. You know, I'm assuming that you grew up in Vegas, but I'm going le- to learn more about your story. I knew, I knew your band has been in the Vegas scene for years and years. But, um, you know, yeah. I just, I just want to get like your, your side of everything, man. Because I think, I think for me, everything started in like, you know, late elementary school, early middle school, you know, as far as like... Yeah instruments and getting in the bands and going to shows and all that kind of crap. So I just wanted to, I wanted to bring you on to see like how, how you, how you've been able to do it, you know? Well, I mean, originally, I mean, I've been singing since I was a baby. Um, I I pretty much came out the womb singing and screaming. And so, um, (laughs) you know, I, I did a lot of that kind of, uh, choir stuff growing up. And then, um, that's actually where, um, our band kind of got our start is, um, face our bass player yeah. was uh, in choir, and him and I were about two years apart, but um, we were in the same choir class. And he was like, "Yo, I'm trying to start a a band, and right now they have me singing, but I don't really want to be singing. I want to be playing an instrument." And uh, at the time, he was actually playing guitar. Okay. And he's like, "Well, we need a bass player because we have like." two or three people that are playing guitar. When he asked me to join, I was kind of playing guitar and singing. And so we kind of started this band in high school. And okay. then it kind of grew to to be like, hey, let's play some shows at the local Smoothie King and at just places here in Vegas. And we had a friend that was in one of the rival bands of ours, Tom Oaks, and... Okay. He had his own band and I had my own band and him and I had actually known each other since about third grade. We were in the same 
third, I think fourth and fifth grade classes together. So we had known each other forever. And um, it, it kind of came to a point where we were like, hey, man, you should just join our band <laughs> and we should collaborate. And so when Tom joined the band, that's kind of when I, I would say we officially started. And so it was myself, Tom, Jay, uh, the bass player who brought me in from uh, choir. And then we had Pat and James at the time, who was our drummer and our other guitarist. And then from there, we uh, we were called September Star. <laughs> okay. Because that's the coolest band name that's ever existed. Hey, you know what, though? And band names are band names are always stupid and, and t- until and you make them cool. For real. Like, th- like really think about it, man. Like, Bl- Blink-182, right? the dumbest band name ever in existence. Or, you know, Foo Fighters. Like, if you didn't know any of those names met or had any kind of, like, association, you'd probably think they're dumb, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't a fan of of Hoobastank's name, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. Okay. So, so September star pushed them forward too much. Sure. But, uh, we, we, we kind of just, once we had collaborated together and made September star, mm-hmm. we were just gigging in Vegas a lot. Um, and once we started doing that, we created a buzz. And at that time, the scene was kind of starting to build. And what, well, what year do you think this was? Like with, with oh, this like was you... 2003. Oh, okay. This was like, I was still in high school. Uh, me and Tom were, except Tom had been kicked out of high school for uh, reasons unknown. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, That's crazy. I always so, thought, like, I, you know, I knew I was like a couple years older than you. I don't really know how much older I am than you, but I was going to say that, you know, by the time <clears throat> 2003 was, uh, was around, I had already like moved out to California and was just starting to do like the damn thing, which is crazy. Just it's just crazy yep. to think about. But okay, so September star. I mean, I, in 2003, uh, 2003, I was uh, seventeen or eighteen years old. Okay, so right. I was still a baby. Right, and uh, that's when we kind of once we started doing really well in town. All the the acts that would come in, we would get to play with all these acts that we like looked up to. Sure, something corporate, you know, starting line, um, park early November, okay. yellow card. We got to play with like all these great bands, Taking Back Sunday, Sayosin, and so we, we, um, we kind of got noticed by a bunch of labels, and then spent that year pretty much shopping around, and eventually okay. coming to Epitaph Records. As September um, Star. We, well, a, a, after September Star, we were on kind of Fiddler Records for probably about a year, okay, or two, and that was kind of where we got our. Our start and our change in name, we changed to the higher. Okay, so like when September Star ended, you guys for you, I mean, like it, it basically didn't end. You just changed your name. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, we just okay. changed our name. Uh, the label was like, yeah, that name might have been cool in high school, but let's graduate. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. uh, we, we we had done this really cool uh, photo shoot at um, our label owner's house, uh, and it was in Hollywood Hills. And we were like standing on top of their house. And so all you saw was clouds behind us, you know? And so we were just spitting out names. And of course the hire fit us in a lot of interesting ways. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) at that time we were all just chiefing. Sure. I mean, really uh, uh, it, uh, it fit us in a lot of other ways too. And so uh, the hire was kind of where we took the band name and we put out, um, a CD, Histrionics, on Fiddler Records. 
which um, Rory Phillips, a uh, guy from The Impossibles, um, he he produced that record. He did a great job on it. That is a he name that I have not heard, I swear to God, in, in years up until um, his band The Stereo just made a comeback. You know? Oh, dude, I had no idea about that. Now I'm going to have to find out what the <laughs> stereo is all about. Yeah, he like so. Yeah, I just remember because you know I I used to listen to um like all the early Fuel by Ramen stuff, and I remember the Impossibles were a band on there, and then like you know so is the stereo, and then like Jamie, well so is Animal Chin, and then Jamie and uh and Rory formed uh the, the stereo together, and then I was I was a huge fan of that. It was like. How do I describe the stereo? They're they're kind of like uh, what Fall Out Boy was before Fall Out Boy became to be, if that makes sense. Yep. No. Absolutely. So, yeah. Fucking and, crazy. And I didn't know man, Rory did your stuff. That's super nuts. Talented. Yeah. That's, that's, did you did you have to go to Texas to do that, or did he come to yeah, Vegas? We, okay. Yeah, we went we went out to Austin. Uh, he he had his studio. He had just done you know the new name Taken record, right? Which was amazing on Fiddler, and he did a lot of recording with um, Dan Keys and recover oh yeah i know dan <laughs> yeah dan was sleeping on the couch uh at the house that we were recording at oh, man. Uh, when we went out there so me and him broke down and uh you know got down on some uh regular nes legend <laughs> <Okay>. of zelda <laughs> i love that dude no i'm i'm such a huge fan of uh dan keys he's really good uh he's really good friends with some of my friends you know um yeah he's, he's really close with no. brett from from juliana theory but, oh yeah, um, no, dude, super talented guy, yeah. and I mean, all of his bands have been amazing. So good. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to work with him more uh, someday. W- me and him have talked about uh, doing a song together, actually. Oh no, um, way. that'd be awesome. He, yeah, he's at, he's out there in L.A. doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But um, we after we recorded Histrionics, um, we got a lot of a lot of really great reviews from that, and that kind of led us. Once Fiddler kind of said, "Hey, we're closing shop, but um, we think that you you guys would do really good on these labels," and they kind of had reached out for us and with us to help find a new label for us. And in that search, we ended up on Epitaph Records. Oh man, okay. Whereas it, where it, I would say that that is about the time we met you because you were holding down the fort on epitaph as yes well. i was yeah i think all of our bands um back then got signed at the same time so but what i was going to ask you is when, when you guys went with epitaph were you were you guys like already touring around like a lot like were you did you just have like a small buzz or like what where were you at in your career at that point as, as a band you know at, at that point we we were touring around but we you know we were trying to get on bigger and better tours and lacking the tour support you know okay. that we needed probably to get on those bigger tours Sure. And so when we were able to, um, when when we left uh, Fiddler and were able to look for a new label, that kind of opened a lot more doors as far as booking agents and people that were interested in having us on tour with them. Right. And so once once that kind of kicked into gear, I, I think, like you said, all of our bands got signed around the same time. Our our boy Ronnie Radke, you know, had just got Escape the Fate signed. That was, you know, his early earlier band before right. falling in reverse, and right. he was from Vegas too. So it was kind of cool that we had this screamo band and this pop band from Vegas both signing to Epitaph around the same time. Sure. And then your band, I I am Ghost, at that time. That's right. We we had, we had a lot of different bands that were signed around that that yeah. um, era. I think that's around the time the matches were signed too. 
Yeah, what a, what a great band that band was. I I just I don't know if they ever got their their true shot. You know, I feel like if they were a band that came out like today or maybe even like five years ago, it could have been different for them. You know, absolutely. I, th- I think they're just I, I ahead think of it their was time. About the social media too is yeah. just like at that time, you know, uh, we Facebook didn't really even exist. It was mostly MySpace driven. Right. You know, and so. Um, dude, uh, such, such a talented band, the matches. And if, if you haven't seen their, their movie, they just had that, uh, bleeding audio movie come out that just kind of like encompasses their whole coming up in the scene. And I, I would say that I relate to that movie quite a bit just because that's kind of how it felt for us. We, you know, we worked hard, we promoted ourselves, we, did everything that we could to get on good tours and we jumped in the van and just did it. You know what I mean? We, whether it was a good tour or not, we just wanted to stay touring and traveling and getting our music out to everybody. Definitely, man. Yeah. I I remember the, uh, I remember what the earliest memory of the matches was when, uh, Sean had a Mohawk and they were opening up for real big fish. And I went to their show cause I was, you know, I'm, I'm still friends with real big fish, but I went to their show and I remember afterwards, Sean was literally going up to every single person with um, a paper and notepad and like a pen, just asking people <clears throat> to sign up for his email list for the matches, yep. you know? And I guess Dude, that was like were, how, how you did it back then. Yeah, they totally were. So, okay, so you, so you guys get signed to Epitaph Records. Uh, what, what, happened, what happens from there? Um, so from there, we got to work with an amazing producer, Mike Green, uh, on our first uh, – album that came out on epitaph and that was on fire and i will tell you i mean during that time we started getting quite a bit of buzz mm-hmm. and once on fire hit and our our single from that record insurance came out yeah the buzz for us was real you know what i mean it um we definitely got to do a lot more touring got a tour with a lot more bands that we looked up to and got to do the warp tour a couple of years we did that fun epitaph tour. Um, that was fun, man. We finally got a tour with you. Yeah, it was um, a, it was a great time. You know, yeah, I saw a picture I mean, the other day uh, of us doing I don't know what the hell we were doing, man. But it was like we were all backstage and we were trying to do like some sort of pyramid. <laughs> do you remember this? It was like at oh the, yes, I do. It was at the glass I think house, that was like in North Carolina or something like that. And we're all oh no, and, it was North Carolina. I, I You're right. Be, yeah. I couldn't be part of it because my back was broken that day. Oh no. So I was literally standing back watching you guys. <laughs> You're all just being idiots. <laughs> until yeah. you guys finally got it right. Yeah. About killed about killed everybody who was on the bottom. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh, it's so good, man. But that was a great that was a great pyramid. You guys could have been, you know, really great emo cheerleaders. Oh my god. You know? Don't say that. <laughs> Please don't say that. Um, okay, you no, guys so, had about as much makeup as the cheerleaders did. Yeah, back then. You're, you're right. I yeah. I mean, dude, I I wore so much fucking eyeliner back then. You had to. I mean, it was it was the time. At least, at least the band. band I, I, I right. feel like with your band and and Escape the Fate, it was almost a requirement at that. Right. At that age. Yeah, I mean, we were we were both coming during up during that time. Everyone was doing it. I mean. We had to talk our guys out of doing it. We're like, yeah, I don't think we're metal enough for that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have worn but just Jay like had, you could have worn a little his, bit. His, his jizzle rag, you know, you remember that? The, the what? We called it his jizzle rag, where he he just had this like weird looking like it looked like a gang bandana, a red bandana. Yeah, and he always wore it. And <laughs> during that tour, 
we would steal it from him and he would get so mad. Oh man. God damn it. Because he would drop that rag and someone would take it and hide it from him. He's like, where's my rag at? I do that. Like it, it completed his ensemble. The tour, the, dude, that, that tour single-handedly was like top 10 for me of, of all time. Well, it, it was, oh, it was yeah. like my, Just was that like your guys' first time? Was that your guys' like first time on a bus? Oh yeah. No, that was our first bus tour. I think that we had been offered uh, the Boys Like Girls tour um, right when they had like started to explode, and right. we turned it down because we were like, no, we want to be on a bus, even though the bands we were playing with were not our genre, right. as you probably... So looking back uh, on that, you, you may, maybe you should have done the Boys Like Girls tour. That's okay. Oh, though. absolutely. <laughs> but I mean... We wouldn't have had these experiences, Ryan. Yeah, for we sure. may not be talking like this no, right you're, now. You're right, dude. You know? What I was gonna say, but like I think see, okay, here here's my thing. Maybe maybe you can relate. But like when I heard the words epitaph tour, I was like, holy shit, you know, I th- I think we're we're about to make it. You know? I that's right, because I felt like all the other bands that have done the quote unquote epitaph tour before that kind of had a platform and they and they elevated after that, you know? It was oh, kind yeah. of like an honor. It was almost like an epitaph honor. Tour did well. I mean, I was I no. Was, it did well for sure. I just like I the epitaph that I knew and and loved growing up was like um was super like punk rock. You know what I mean? And yeah. I viewed our I viewed our outfit uh, uh, as like a little. You know, we were kind of like teeter tottering on like some of the old punk stuff, but then we were also you know diving into what was definitely current at that time as well. There's like you know like there's like screaming and like double bass and the, but then we had like a yeah. violin player and then we had like three-part harmonies and then you know it was just like it was it was different back then but also we were kind of teetering on the old school stuff because we were we were listening to like you know all the all the uh punkaramas you remember do you remember those those records oh that yeah come out? no yeah. i have my punkarama cds you know? yeah so you know and yeah, we the, were like the, the last pennywise yep. the bad religion yeah the no effects all that kind of stuff yeah but dude that's like i mean you're you're close to my age like that's that's what yeah like, no, we, that's what we grew up on that's yeah. what i was listening to yeah so, i was just at the less than jake concert like two <laughs> nights ago oh and man. i'm and they, they were out with bowling for soup and it was like it, it's nostalgic man it's crazy how us old guys can still hold it down like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 wild, though, because, I mean, I would go to less than Jake shows in high school, you know? But, I mean, like, yeah. I don't, you know, here's, when, when people say, like, oh, you know, it's it's nostalgic to me, what what I think is that, like, that band hasn't stopped, though. So, is it nostalgia? If, you know, it'd be, it's one thing if, like, a band stops and then they come back, and then and it's like, oh, like, I'm remembering this, like, 20-year anniversary record from a band that decided to get back together. Then I think it's nostalgia. But if a band's, like, still been going, like, the entire time, what do you, what do you think? I, I don't know. I, I would still say the nostalgia is how the, the person going to the concert feels. You know what sure, I mean? Because, you're right. I mean, when I'm, when I'm going to Less Than Jake, of course, I, I, I actually am a fan of a lot of their new stuff. Yeah, uh, because I'm a fan of the band. But you know what I mean? When you hear the stuff from Hello Rock View, you you get brought back to that time. Sure. You know what I mean? Where, you know, music wasn't, you know, it wasn't my career at that point. Right. It was just something that, you know, you went to the concert and had a good time. Right. And so I still get that nostalgic feeling when I go and see them. Yeah. But yeah, they they've been holding it down for forever no for sure but go, going back to like the whole the whole touring thing like the you know the epitaph tour yeah so like when when i found out like there was gonna be an epitaph tour i was like oh my god like yes i would love to do this with all the new you know up and coming acts from epitaph that would be amazing that would be an amazing tour for us and then like that tour is actually really great for us but then it started to fall apart for i guess when we took like the wrong tour we just thought like okay we just did this epitaph tour we just need to be out on the road constantly 
We just thought we just needed to keep repeating, you know? It was like support, support, headline, support, support, headline, just repeating that method. And I thought that like things were going to come to, you know, come to fruition. But it was just like, it was one of those things where when, when, once we went on that like next tour, not having the bus and we were touring with bands that were like nothing like us at all. Um, yeah, it was, re- it was really hard, you know? And it, and it was, that was like the demise of that. I think, you know, what's funny is like after that tour, after that epitaph tour, we toured that entire year. Like, I think the only times I've toured that much in my entire life was probably 2007 and then 2019. And yeah. I was going to say like in, in 2007, you know, at, at the very end of that year, I quit the band. <laughs> I quit. I am guest. I did it. I was like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. Not because of how much we were touring, but just like the inner workings of the band and like, you know, the booking agent not getting along with the manager and just like, we were just a mess. That's it, you know? And nobody knew it's, how well, to I mean, fix the problem. A lot of that stuff too, it, it's just about, you know, you, you you push as much as you can and you think, oh, just being out on the road is always the best thing. But being out on the road, man, it is it is a grind. You know what I mean? Everyone, you know, who's not out touring every day of their life doesn't know the grind that touring every day of your <laughs> right. life is. Right. And, yeah. and you know, it, once you've played, you know, to those kids and to the, the same kind of crowd over and over and over for a year, every once in a while you need a break. You need a time to re-energize and to also just be inspired. Right. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, after after a lot of those tours, uh, it's just on, either on to the next project or on to the next album. You know right. what I mean? Uh-huh, dude, 100%. And, you know, this is actually a good time to uh... – this is a good time to go to a quick commercial break. <laughs> and then, cause I, there's, there's still so many questions I have to ask just about the hire in general, but um, okay. When we come back, we'll be with uh, Seth Trotter from the hire and don't go away. We'll be right back on Adobe radio. <laughs> All right. We're back, Seth. I didn't know any of that about you, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, just that's how, that's how life is. <laughs> no, I'm just, we, I'm just we, I mean, I swear that epitaph tour was definitely <laughs> no, no, I'm just, one dude, of our I, I best was just, times too. I was just, I was just kidding. I do. I do this thing where I come in and I just start laughing and I don't know what, what the, uh, the guest is going to do at all. It was like, kind of like a joke when I was just coming in, you know what I'm saying? Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> ready, some, ready for your banter. Some, anytime, some people, Ryan. some people were like, like some people I've had on my show. They're like, I, I've literally done that every single episode. Um, we're, I've, I'm almost done a hundred of these now. Which is so stupid and funny because I've ne- I've never stopped the bit, so it's it's probably yeah. like not funny anymore. But it's maybe still funny to some people, but it's like not funny at all. Um, oh no, no, it's it's still funny. You're still <laughs> you're still funny, Ryan. I promise. Yeah, you're probably like I've had some people be like, "What? What was he talking about?" Or like, or they just continue on like you, where you you're very professional, you know? Or I, I don't know. Never mind. I bombed it. It's all right. No, so, you 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 killed it all right, every so- time. <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually going to reminisce on was yeah, when we okay. were playing uh, that Epitaph tour yeah. in Chicago, Uh-oh. and then uh, you came out and and you played for us. Where I I used to I used to get so many requests to do cover songs, and at that time we were doing um, Usher, Nice and Slow, and yeah. that tour. I swear we probably have more videos online of me doing that song than any of our original songs yeah and and that was the night that um they couldn't find i i forget who it was they couldn't find somebody in uh escape the fate okay and they were looking for him and they were like we need you guys to stall 
Do you remember this? No. And no, like, tell, tell me tell me about you, it. This you, is why I have they you on my show for things like this. And then and they had your drum set was uh, still out there. And since it was your drum set, I was like, hey, come out here and play this beat. And then I just acapella sang Usher to the crowd just because we were wait. They were trying to find one of the Escape the Fate guys in that venue. And you know how that venue is. I think it was mm-hmm. like, is that the Metro? Yeah, the Metro. Yep. Dude, those are like dungeons downstairs. Dude, it, so it is. It's easy to get yeah. lost. Oh, my God. And, I, I mean, don't remember that at all. I, I, I also remember that was the, the day that I saw Ronnie Radke and, and Max burning $100 bills. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I remember we, we fi- I remember that <laughs> day we could. fired um, – I remember that Chicago day we fired our sound guy. Oh, I'll, yeah? I'll never forget. Remember McWaters? Remember him? McWaters. <laughs> is that when McWaters left? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The best story about McWaters was that day that he always complained that nobody saved him food. So we saved him this hot dog and we put the mustard and ketchup on it. And it was just sitting on a plate. And we're like, Mick Waters, we saved you a hot dog. And he was so happy. And he stood up and he grabbed the hot dog. But instead of eating it, he like put it in his pocket. No. <laughs> I remember all of us were like, what the fuck? Dude, are you I remember doing, that too. Dude, I remember that tour. Bro, I remember that tour. We had like, uh, <laughs> we had like three, we went through three bus drivers. On our because because okay because we didn't share a bus with you guys yeah we went like, through three bus drivers attack? yes yes he had a heart attack at school of rock dude and i shit you not like we were on the bus it was like me and uh do you remember gabe from i am ghost yeah okay so oh, so gabe was like playing xbox or something and like our bus driver he was like kind of hurling over i was like hey you, you or he was bending over i was like hey you're right man he's like ah oh, i'm just i'm just having a heart attack i was like holy shit so like our tour i didn't know where our tour manager was i was like what do i do like uh we call nine one one. What's happening? And then I remember McWaters. He because the, the next show was like I don't know thirty minutes away. It was in New York City the next day. Yeah. Like the, the sound guy drove the bus. We didn't have a bus driver. He just knew how to like kind of do it. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> that uh, I'm glad he drove your bus and not mine. Yeah, friend. dude. But it was it was really <laughs> bad. Like the like you know it's it's a really crazy time. But yeah. So the first bus driver he had to leave because his his son got murdered actually and that's really sad oh my lord so that's why he left I didn't know yep. the story. so he left the tour because his, his son got murdered the second the second bus driver left because he had a heart attack and then the third guy his name was dale and i i don't know i i remember some of these bus drivers names and sometimes because like typically on a tour at least in my experience like you don't um sometimes you talk to them sometimes you don't, or they just want to be left alone or whatever yeah. you know so um but yeah so okay, going going back to this whole <laughs> this whole upset, dude. I didn't remember that story at all about Chicago. It's fucking nuts. I just remember when I mean, McWaters got fired. He just pissed had, off everybody. Stories, you know. Yeah, dude. Um, what else was I gonna say? I I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember. There's another thing I remember. So when when you guys put out your album, uh, and and then the song Insurance came out, you got didn't you guys get like on you guys got had like a number one song in Japan, right? Oh yeah, dude. It, I want to talk more so, about that too. On Fuse, man, uh, Insurance was the number one music video for the rock genre for probably two weeks straight. That's a long time. And, I mean, especially yeah, in especially in like that time, TV that land. Was, yeah. That was really yeah. That was I. We were up against like the used, um, the the bird and the worm. Right. Was like number two right behind us, and I, I mean, like we were we were definitely getting on on the hype train where we got to do lots of you know, where we're fused and MTV two and all that kind of stuff. We're really showing a big interest in us. 
And that actually is what landed us this uh, thing. We were on that AOL sessions where MTV was taking three different bands and they were going to vote and see who gets to, you know, get do the AOL sessions. And at that time it was us, it was Paramore and it was the Jonas brothers (laughs) and the Jonas brothers dude had just started doing like, touring music you know what i mean sure. they were like disney famous but they they hadn't really started touring yet and um our band was number one all the way up until the very last week when paramore finally started announcing that they had this and then paramore was number one for that remaining week until the last day literally like wow. probably five hours before the it was supposed to stop voting Jonas right. Brothers put something up, and out of nowhere, the Jonas Brothers just won it all. Oh my and it God. was, I mean, we, we can see why, because that the Disney Channel at that time was just shooting out stars. Sure. 100%, man. I mean, they brought out Britney Spears and, you know, Justin Timberlake. I mean, that, well, I mean, that was then. I mean, at that time, that was like right when Demi Lovato and Miley Cyrus, yep. Hannah Montana at the time, you know, all those. People were just starting to say, hey, we can take this from the Disney Channel to the tour, the tour scene. And yeah, they I mean, at that time, insurance for us was definitely one of our biggest hits. And yeah, I mean, I I remember specifically, though, it was in Japan, right? Like that's that's where it like really took off. Oh, yeah. In Japan, too. I mean, uh, our our band for that for that uh, single, at least. We we landed uh, two or three different Japanese festivals and tours. We we were able to do a lot of a lot of you know international traveling, which we hadn't really done up to that point. Right. Yeah, I didn't really start going internet. I the first time I like left to go overseas, like over the pond, was in 2007 with I Am Ghost. But I wouldn't go back over until 2015. You know, with like you know some other groups and stuff. But yeah, it was just, but, but yeah, it's just like, it's insane how maybe some bands from America might never get to do that traveling, you know? So, yeah, we, we, we definitely felt blessed because I mean, Japan really specifically, uh, loved our band and they, they brought us out quite regularly. We definitely got out there two or three times a year. It felt like if not to play shows, but just for promotion, we would go out there and spend two or three days of just sitting at the Sony, you know, the Mm -hmm. Sony offices, because that's the label that we were on out there and just doing promo of reading all the, the Japanese signs and right. Trying to to sound as un-American as possible. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. So, so all the stuff is happening on that record and then you got, you guys like record another record and tell me a little bit about like just, just the evolution of the hire just, just from that moment on, because I feel like at that point, you know, because, you know, like, ha- as it is, like, with you and me being friends for so long, it's very easy to lose touch with somebody, like, for, for a little bit. You know what I mean? Just just because life yep. happens. So, I mean, like, I feel like whenever you and I talk, we always pick up where we left off. So, um, but I just, I remember you guys, you, you know, you, you went through some member changes. You guys um, put out another record. Yep, that, was, that was right after On Fire, and uh, we had been touring On Fire for a year and a half. You know okay. what I mean? And right. we finally... We're able to get back in the studio with Mike Green. And once we got back into the studio and started writing some songs, I felt like 
our songs were a little bit more divided than they they were on the previous record where um on fire was a lot more of collaboration with all of us and okay. for it's only natural we kind of had tom writing some songs and face writing some songs and me kind of just kind of helping out with some lyrics here and there and at that time tom i i, I really feel he wanted to sing he wanted to be the front man of his own songs and so that's kind of when Tom was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go my separate ways. And he went off and did his own project, which is more and more. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I remember playing a show um, when I was, when I was in the Brobex, we played with uh, more and more, I think twice we played with them in St. George, Utah. At the ooh, yeah. uh, electric factory. electric theater, the electric theater. That's it. I almost said electric factory, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> electric theater. That was, that was our spot, man. That was like a second home for us. Cause St. George from Vegas is only like an hour and a half. So right. Yeah, we would play up there all the time, and of course, I had I had the you growing up in Utah. You know, I had that Mormon background because mm, yeah. I was I was raised. Uh, my family's all Mormon, and so we did really well in Utah. And yeah. that that venue was always such a fun venue because it just filled with kids. Sure, man, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so, so he did the yeah. more and more thing, and mm. so we we recorded our new record. It's only natural. And, um, that was released by Epitaph, but I, I feel like at that time we, we didn't really get as much of the, the push or the promotion, I think maybe just due to the fact that we did have the split from Tom at that time. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It, that record, you know, probably just didn't do as well because the songs weren't as good as on fire, you know? That's just the honest truth. You know what? Um, I think there's there's a couple different factors. This is this is what I honestly believe yeah. about being a label, right? Just just from being in it for so long now. What I honestly think is that when a uh, a label signs a band, they want that band to succeed. You know, no matter what, because they oh, they, they made an investment, right? So it's like yep. I never want to go against the label. At the same time, I do think that they do what they know to the bare minimum, and then if it just doesn't work you know, for their liking right away, they just move on to the next thing, you know? Yep. That's what I, that's what I honestly think. It's just like, you know, you're throwing darts at a, at a board and if it hits the right peak or whatever, you know, in the board, then they just, they just keep throwing, you know, money and opportunities and whatever to make it keep going. That's what I think. Yep. Absolutely. You know? And I, I also think that for us, unfortunately, um, we had a song that we thought was going to be the single that actually featured Ja Rule on it. Oh my <laughs> the god! The rapper Ja Rule. Yeah, I know that. Which, uh, which for us, I mean, at that time, you know, this is pre-Fire Fest, so I, <laughs> he was still in the good graces. Sure, of, but of I the mean, world. yeah, I mean, that's big. And uh, dude, if that song would have blown up if it would have been released with him. But at that time, he had just left Murder Inc. Mm -hmm. And Murder Inc. told Epitaph they wanted like. I don't know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars just to allow him to be on the track. And I think that we had already spent our recording budget because we it was down to mastering at that point. Uh -huh. And so they were like, Well, if we can't have Ja Rule be on it, Seth go record a third verse to that song and then we'll decide if that's gonna be the single or not. And then they ended up saying, Well, your record's called It's Only Natural. And we like the song called It's Only Natural. So we're going to make that your single just because 
you know, for promotion purposes, it's promoting the same thing. You know what I mean? Okay. And wow. so um, that was the single that they ended up pushing, which, you know, I, I think it was a good song, but it, it wasn't my favorite off the record. But um, it did well for a while, actually, for us in Japan, because the Japan crowd was diehard higher fans. Sure. And it actually, it's only natural, actually peaked on the billboard. I want to say uh, like number seven or number eight, wow. which was actually higher than what insurance peaked at. Um, That's so insane. For the Japan side of things, everything was great. But here in the States, I feel like we just weren't getting the right tours. And, you know, it, like you said, it's that spaghetti on the wall kind of mm -hmm. um, aspect that it didn't pop off pop off right away and so it was on to the next and um you know we toured that record as long as we could you know until we were just so ready to record a new record that we did end up getting back into the studio and started recording demos with mike green again but then at that time i think all of us were just toured out man i think that we had been doing the hire at that point for eight or nine years. Right. And, you know, I think all of us were ready for some t time off. Sure. I think that at that time we thought it was just going to be a, a small hiatus of a couple months. But I think okay. once we all got home and got settled and, you know, landed different forms of work, you right. know, I think that we all just kind of decided it was time to kind of wrap things up. And so at that time, that was kind of when, we stopped, you know, putting out uh, songs and started just focusing on what we were going to do next for each of us. Okay. And I, I would say that that's kind of when the hire kind of took our, our long hiatus. And then things have just started peaking back right about the time of the COVID, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know what? I want to get into all of that. But unfortunately, right now, we have to go to, a, <laughs> we have to, go to one more commercial break. And then when we uh, come back, right. I would love to conclude all of this and, and talk about what you guys are you're, you're doing, you know? So, yeah. Okay, Where so, we'll, yep. <laughs> all right. So we'll be right back with uh, Seth Trotter from The Hire. And uh, here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> oh, man, Seth, why didn't you tell me that story earlier? Uh, because <laughs> I knew you'd laugh at whatever I told you. So I, I had kidding. this feeling. <laughs> oh man. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. I, I don't know what was on those commercials, you know, maybe like, uh, maybe they were selling me insurance, you know, I don't know. Yep, we'll see. Yep. The quality insurance. The quality, ins <laughs> quality insurance. All right. So we're back. So now, so for people that are just now, you know, tuning in or listening still, uh, we're at the point in, in your career, Seth, where. You know, now you got you guys are kind of winding down, but you know now now we're in the sense of like, I mean, what what did you do on the time off before you guys decided to get back uh, get back at it? I mean, we're I mean, you you had been writing and stuff, so you you just yeah, always been I creative. Mean, uh, so all of us kind of all went our separate ways. I mean, as far as um, where we're living, I mean, I stayed here in Vegas, but um, Reggie, our guitarist, he moved up. Uh, well, actually, was moving down to. Austin, Texas, and now he's up living in Seattle. Faith, our bass player, is out doing the New York thing, mm -hmm. uh, teaching Pilates to hotties. And then um, <laughs> yeah. Tom was doing his his band out in L.A., you know, still grinding it out with more and more. And so um, 
and our, our drummer George was living out in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when COVID hit, all of us had songs and we, you know, we're all feeling nostalgic. And so we were like, Hey, why don't we just meet up since none of us are working right now? Let's, let's record some songs. And, you know, we went out with this uh, guy who had just recorded some stuff with um, more and more. He had just done a more and more record. His name's Rafa. Uh, and we met up with him and did some demos for this. Okay. And, and that was, you know, Tom helped in the writing process. Faith flew out from New York and helped in the writing process myself and Reggie. And um, we all kind of made those songs and, once we had some demos, we were like, hey, we shouldn't let these demos just, you know, collect dust. And, you know, we had so many people over the years, once we had made an Instagram and that kind of stuff, asking, hey, what's what's going on with the hire? Are you guys ever going to play shows or put some new music out? So we thought it, you know, the best time to kind of put some new music out. And so we uh, signed with our, our friends over at Secret Friends Music Group. And, yep. uh, that's your, your boy, Mark. That's, and, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we, um, we were able to find somebody who believed in the music and wanted to put out our music and got us in the studio with Mike Pepe. And we recorded some, uh, a, a five song EP and that EP is called Elvis in Wonderland. And that's the EP that we released it. We released this year. And, you know, we've got singles off of it, Free Ride, Elvis in Wonderland, uh, Are We High. We just kind of made a bunch of music videos and put some of that stuff out and it's getting great responses from everybody who's hearing it. You know, it's got a little bit of the nostalgic, um, higher sound to it, but it also has, you know, a lot of the, the uh, a little bit more of a mature and a little bit more new, new sound to it. You know sure. what I mean? keeping with some of the old, but also still having a little bit of that R and B vibe to it. And along along with your signature, along with your signature voice, you know? Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's emo rock when it has Seth's signature voice on it. (laughs) So no, I mean, I do, I I um, gotta tell you, I've, I've always, I've always been a fan of you guys, but um, what I thought was really great. And I, I don't know if my, my, my listeners know this, but I, I got to record with you guys on a couple of those songs. Which is great. Yeah, yep. And yeah, I, I, I had a really good leave time. The cat out of the bag, but you know, <laughs> you you are you are part of this project, my friend. I was, yeah. It was it was really fun. I was really stoked that you guys were like, "Hey, we want you to learn a couple songs and come out here and let's do this." And we just, you know, I I, I spent an af- afternoon like with uh with Mike Pepe, and then you know we turned in some tracks, and you you guys liked it, I think. <laughs> and then you know, yeah, well, well and here we it used is. It, so yeah, you you definitely used it for sure. Yeah, so. It, it was such a cool studio and, and from, from there, um, you know, I just, I, I'm stoked that you guys were able to, uh, to do something with it, you know, just, just all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm stoked that it, I mean, it's getting such great responses and, you know, uh, for the touring side of it, me and Reggie were really the only ones whose work schedules would allow us to do any kind of touring and stuff like that. But, um, George, our old drummer, he was able to find a little bit of time off and, you know, uh, 
able to do a couple of the festivals like the so what festival the furnace festival and um uh, the when we were hungry fest Mm -hmm. which is the one here in vegas it not to be confused with the when we were young fest okay so i'm going to tell you right now that by the time this episode comes out you guys will have uh you guys will have already played it and so yeah no absolutely and so it was uh it was a really great festival you know you guys had a great time uh, what what else yep. happened? Yeah, and and I just I just know that uh, Vegas during that whole because again we're we're not yeah this isn't coming out for a minute but what I was gonna say is that it's so crazy to me how right now like within the last like couple of days because right right now we're in we're in August but it's like I've been seeing so many flyers for for up and coming events that are happening that week it's like that whole two weeks is just gonna be filled with craziness for whatever oh, yeah. reason you know oh, it's like yeah. the month of and, October and is mean- just. If you haven't got your tickets, you better get them because uh, th- yeah. those things sold out so fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did. You look at it, and it, it it makes us feel like Warp Tour. You know what I mean? Right. It's got all those nostalgic bands. It's it's going to be a great great day of music, and we're kind of doing a festival the night before the right um, the twenty second. So we're on the twenty first that Friday well. night before yeah. that festival happens, and. We've yeah. got a couple of great bands too doing doing that with us. It's got like Mest and mm-hmm. Hello Goodbye, Alisana, Secondhand Serenade, a couple of those really great bands that yeah. you know didn't make that festival. And so we're just kind of we're playing before the night before to kind of kick off a a fun night sure. before party, and then we'll be there at the fest. You know, just. Enjoying all you know, the bands with everyone else. I'm I may be there. I I think I'm gonna go. I got um, God. I mean, I think by the we'll, time we'll this... get you a hotel room, man. We'll, we'll set it up. <laughs> You'd let us know. Yeah, but, I mean, but, know, hey, by the time this is, I love it because right now, by the time everybody listens to this, this this festival will have already happened, and these shows will already happen. We'll we'll see if if Seth, uh, you know, can get me a hotel room. No, I'm kidding. But um, yep, but, yep. But what I was gonna As say though, now we can. Yes. But... <laughs> But what I was going to say is that, uh, dude, I got, by the time this comes out, I can, I can freely talk about this now, but, um, I got asked by the ready set to, uh, to go play drums. So I may have already done that or I didn't do it. Oh, okay. It's one of the well, two things. I, well, cause I guess either way, I'm hoping you're in Vegas no matter what. And if yeah. you're there for the ready set, I'll be ready set in front so, of you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They like, he was, you know, uh, Jordan is his name, but he was just like, yep. yeah, you know, um, I don't know if my drummer can do it. And if he can't, I would like you to do it. And so I, so basically I either already did the festival and it was very amazing or, um, I didn't do the festival, but I went as a spectator because he said he was going to get me in. So, yeah. Um, either way, dude, it, it, it'll be <laughs> any excuse to come to Las Vegas is a good one. Am I yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, dude, like it, I almost feel like just with my history and just, you can't ever forget where you came from, you know? And although I'm yeah. not in a band uh, that's even remotely like anything that's on when we were young, I I still have a dear place in my heart for just for everything that that's happened. It's it's kind of shaped my career, and so I would just yep. it would feel really wrong for me not to at least you know pop in and. Yeah, Ryan. I mean, be honest. You played in almost all these bands, anyway. So, (laughs) dude, I was in a group chat the other day. Someone was like, "Oh, you know, Ryan's gonna get asked to play for one of these bands. It's gonna happen." I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." But, but then, hey, you know, they were right. And lo and behold, here it was. (sighs) So, yeah, our drummer George is he's uh he's he's expecting a little baby of his own. No way. We're gonna be doing some dates out in November. 
Um, oh, so this will, this will already be out. Okay, so so for the month of November, where are you guys going to be? So we're going to be doing some stuff um, uh, in in on the East Coast, and we're going to be doing some stuff on the West Coast. I'm not sure what all the dates are. So forgive me, but they're all in November. <laughs> okay, so they can look um, on like bands in town. They can look on um, like what what's be, before we continue absolutely. even further. We're gonna we, have we're gonna have so much, okay. uh, you know, promo ahead of time for this tour. I mean, if they're not following us on Instagram or right, you know, they haven't pre-saved our single uh, free ride or gotten it at this point. Right, you know, you'll be able to see it on bands in town and that kind of thing. And uh, it'll kind of announce where we're going to be playing, but we're going to be doing some New York and New Jersey shows um, out there on the East Coast. And then we're going to be doing some West Coast stuff in Arizona, California, San Diego, you know, the House of Blues in uh, Anaheim, the Roxy, you know, some of the the staples you know is what that I mean? is are and, you guys headlining or are you are you supporting or what's uh what's the um, uh, what's the verdict I, I think we're gonna headline some of the shows i think ann arbor uh, we're going out with okay. the band ann arbor oh sweet. and they're gonna headline in arizona that's where they're from right um so it's kind of uh i, I would say co-headlining with them and uh yeah it, dude uh, it's just gonna be fun to be able to play some shows but i know that george is having a baby right uh within the week of those east coast shows oh man so we got um one of our boys uh he was in uh i think the band was called october sky or uh, october okay. fall or something okay back in the day and he's actually been playing drums for early november he's gonna sub in and and do those shows oh know? no way okay sweet so that's gonna be some fun stuff um uh, and yeah we're just we're just trying to play some shows and you know get out to the fans that have been asking us and begging us, Hey, when are you guys going to play shows again? Right. And so we're just going to do as much as we can, you know, with our, our schedules being what they are, but I can definitely say that there's going to be a lot more touring come the following year with the hire. So 2023 is going to be your guys's year. Yep. 2023 is going to be the year you'll get to see quite a bit more, um, tour dates for the hire and festivals and hopefully in another record. I mean, yeah. by that time that EP will have been out for a little while and hopefully putting a couple more singles and maybe even a full length that next year if possible. So, yeah, I, I love, I love all this for you guys. We, we have, we have like four minutes left. Um, so what, what's the best way everybody can like find you and the band and just, just everything on, on social media. I mean, they can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we started a TikTok, and our videos are quality. <laughs> so make sure you uh, add us on TikTok, and make sure they, you know, add us on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. What, what's what's the, the handles? Part, what are the handles for, for you guys? It's it's all just the higher music. Okay. So the handles for Instagram, Facebook, uh the TikTok, all that stuff is just the higher music. So, um, find us on those handles and, you know, add us on the handles that you don't have us added on. You know, there's going to be quite a bit more, uh, TikTok activity, uh, coming along. We're, we're slowly, but surely learning how to be, um, young kids again. Dude, I also okay. So I I also have a TikTok. I haven't um with with a whopping you know sixteen hundred followers, but I I haven't made any videos. Get it. 
And I just, I, have, I haven't done anything. I just, I, I'm still trying to like figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and that's what I've been told by all these TikTok people who I ask, do you have any advice for me on, on what I should do? And really they're like, just do lots of videos, just put up content. It's going to be terrible at first, but soon you'll have so much content that that terrible content will be forgotten. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just kind of trying to throw myself into the fire of it all okay. and learn how to edit, you know, sure. videos and make things look as professional as I can be. But it, really, Ryan, it, yeah. I, I think you and I are of the same yes. thing where we want it to look, we want to put our best foot forward. And I guess that's not what TikTok is about. <laughs> TikTok is just most about, mostly about posting as many videos as, as you can and just kind of letting people peer into your everyday life, you know, kind of, kind of less about the, you know, music videos and all that kind of stuff and more about, Hey, what are you doing today? Hey, what was your experience on tour? Uh, oh you know, God. what are you eating? So we're, so we're, <laughs> we're all like reality to? show. We're all reality show stars just on a free platform. Yeah, that is really what TikTok oh is God. nowadays. And I've got to be hip, man. You and I, we've got, you've got 1600 followers that are dying for your first video, man. So, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of the 1600. So, Oh man. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't waiting, followed Ryan. anybody back if yet. Not, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a video of you playing at, at, at the next time I see you play and okay. you're going to have to post it up on your TikTok, man. You've yeah. got to get real. I mean, I will serious. see you for sure. Like a couple of times before uh, this comes out, I'm going to see you actually every single month. I'm going to be in Vegas. Uh, th this comes out really late. Um, I'm going to be yep. in Vegas at the end of next week in August. I'm going to be out there uh, with my friends in Juliana Theory, just making sure everything goes right. And then I will be back out there yes. in September to play the Brooklyn Bowl with my band. And th this already all happened, folks. So, and then October, yep. I'm going to go back well, out there, maybe for when we were young and when we were hungry, you know? So we'll, we'll see. And I, I'm going to try to see you guys for the Juliana Theory. Unfortunately, what I've been doing back here in Vegas is I yeah. have a cover band. And of okay. course... Like I've been like Juliana theory is one of my top five emo bands of all time. Okay. I don't know if you knew that, but like, like if, if you ask me my top bands, they are up there with Jimmy world. Wow. Um, the used, um, something corporate. Sure. Those are like bands that are, were my jam growing up. Definitely. And definitely here as well. You know? So of course I'm booked playing right. a cover band show oh the God. night of your j theory show well i'll make so, sure i'll make sure you guys uh get you know you guys all meet up and shake hands and we'll we'll, we'll figure oh, it yeah, out oh yeah no know? well what, what's so. gonna happen is i'm gonna just find you after the show yeah you know <laughs> in whatever debauchery you guys end up getting into for sure um dude so we'll, we'll we'll cross paths yes we will well seth we've we've run out of time but um thank you again for just coming on the show and making time just for for everything you know i, I know how crazy it could be being a father and you know trying to do a band and all that stuff so um yeah thanks again man i really well, appreciate your time blessed to have a, an amazing friend like you in in our lives man and uh we're stoked to see you when you're in vegas <sighs> anytime so thanks, you know you you always will always set you up with a nice hotel room. <laughs> I, I we'll get, love, we'll, dude. We'll get you. I love, the, I love you guys. Stuff. I love you, you know, guys. Reggie and Bellagio Bob. So. Oh yeah. They, they, they will always get me covered. All right. So up next we have uh gone fishkin here on Adobe radio and we will see you next week here on Ryan Seaman and friends. Don't go anywhere. And Seth, thanks again for being on the show. We'll see you next time. You're the man.